Greetings, 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 everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the And I Am Podcast. This is your host. This is your coach, Ann Billingsley. Blessings, blessings, blessings to everyone. We're going to go ahead and get started with this interview on today. Today, I have none other than Taryn Walton from Healing Hurting Hearts Ministries and non-for-profit founder of Helping Hurting Hearts Ministry. And we would like to welcome her today. You are all in for a treat. This is all I can tell you. This is a disclaimer. Go get your tissue now. <laughs> she is a dynamic woman of God. We are both here in St. Louis, Missouri, and I would like to welcome her as a first-time guest to the And I Am podcast. Welcome, Taryn. I'm doing it's good. I'm doing true. Thank you for the invite. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you so much for accepting the invite. We're gonna go right on to uh, in to the um, Helping Hurting Hearts Ministry not-for-profit organization. So can you go ahead and tell us more about that? Well, the mission for Helping Hurting Hearts Ministry is to uh, encourage women from all walks of life to know through all the adversities that they've been through that they can continue to thrive no matter what they've been through and to know that God is a healer and there's nothing he can't do. But, just, but to just encourage women more than anything, seeds of encouragement, because a lot of times we don't get that from one another. Mm-hmm. And one thing I've learned is God has given us all different gifts, no matter who we are. But if we just take all of those gifts and just put it together, how powerful would that be? Amen. Amen. I love it. So with the Helping Hurting Hearts ministry, what inspires you to do what you do? What inspires me the most, first of all, is God, who he has called me to be in him. So I truly give him glory for who I am. Amen. But what inspires me more than anything is the pain that I see in the people, the women, mm. and what they've been through. Because there was a time in my life where I was a hurting heart that needed help from the Lord. Mm. So I truly thank God for the blessings, the healing, and the restoration, the restoring that he's done in my life. But to see women hurting, sometimes it hurts so bad because you've been through that place of hurt, that place of pain. I know how it feels to be hurting and not to have anyone there for you or to help you along the way. So when I begin to see women hurting, I begin to pray for those women. I begin to speak to those women. And a lot of times I understand when they say they didn't have anybody to talk to and they thank God for meeting me. But I truly give God the glory and not myself of meeting me because I've been where they are. So there was a time uh, God has allowed me with what I've seen, the pain that I've been through. There was a time I was all alone. I didn't have anybody. Mm. And so me being in a place of loneliness, I used to cry out to God and wonder why. Why have you allowed me to be in a place of loneliness by myself? Why haven't you sent anybody? Why haven't you sent anybody to pray for me or speak or talk to me? Knowing all the time that my mother was praying for me, she knew who I was and God knew who I was before he even formed me in my mother's womb. Amen. So to see those women hurting and begin to speak to those women to say they didn't have anybody they thank God for meeting me I understand that pain because of loneliness a lonely place is hard mm. 
a lot of times uh, when we're going through and we don't understand, we have we don't have anybody. We don't know what to do, what to say. Mm-hmm. So we begin to just cry out to God and not understand. But what I've learned through a place of loneliness, God had gave me the, he was giving me the compassion to have for other women that was in a lonely place and did not understand. So that's where the compassion comes from, from God and what inspires me to do what I'm doing. When I was in a place of loneliness, I had no one. I didn't know uh, I can do things in Christ Jesus. I had one foot in the world and one foot out of mm. the world because being in Christ Jesus, I felt like it was boring because I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to continue in Christ Jesus because nobody taught me that. A lot of times, you know, churches are in tradition. All they worry about is the makeup that you wear or the two little short uh, skirts that's too short what you're wearing. They tell you to wait on God for a husband, but they don't teach you how to wait. Mm. So when we don't know how to wait, we're not being taught how to wait. We begin to go to that place and we begin to look for love in all the wrong places and we find our own spouses. Mm. Whether it's men or women, we found our own people because we're tired of waiting because we didn't know how and we weren't taught how to wait. So what inspires me is the pain that I see in others. Mm. Wow, my God. That is a mouthful. I thank you so much. I thank God for uh, choosing you for this assignment. You are definitely the woman for the job. You all heard her. It inspires her um, to keep going, to keep moving forward, and it it inspires her to help hurting hearts. Um, even to smile again and to love again. So um, also, Taryn, you wrote a book. Can you tell us the name of your book? It's called Damaged Children, Healing Hearts to Love Again. And the book is about me being in a place of accountability of who my children are becoming and who they have became because of the pain that I had endured. I was a hurting heart. I was a damaged child because Mm. of what I've been through in life, whether it was sexual assault or whether it was just depressed or just a broken person so when you're broken that way you can't be the great parent that you need to be for your children Mm -hmm. so a lot of times when you're damaged you begin to damage your children along the way a lot of times we say what we won't do and we end up doing the same things our parents did and it becomes learned behavior all over again it's imitation of life all over again wow but we have to get to a place of accountability of who our children are because one thing about learning being in the place of accountability we walk around and we walk in denial because it's embarrassing of the mistakes that we made as a parent and we don't want to own up to those mistakes but in the midst of not wanting to own up to the mistakes or getting in a place of accountability our children are still dealing with pain of the past that have now manifested into matters of the heart because we're Mm. not ready to take our rightful stand as a parent so we have to figure out a way to do this Wow! And one thing I've learned through the process of healing with my children, that children have voices. Yeah. We don't get to debate what's on the inside of our children. When they said they're hurting, they're hurting. We can't say they, they're not hurting. Amen. Even though the words that they begin to speak to you will cut you so deep, they're hurt. But we have to get to that place of accountability. My God, I can um, insert there. I can remember a time um, where I got so frustrated that everyone that was calling me about my daughter at school or, you know, even uh, with bills piling up and this and that, I became became so emotionally drained that I felt myself being so frustrated at her. And I didn't take into consideration that she's a human being. She has feelings. Sometimes we can see kids as uh, little, uh, you know, like robots. Go get this. Go do this. Go watch that. Go do this. But they're actually human and they have 
hearts. They have feelings. So can you tell, I had to go and tell my daughter uh, that I apologize for that moment in my life. And she received it and we hugged and we talked and, you know, we had a whole girl talk that night. You know, this was many years ago. So can you tell me a time where you had to, uh, you know, look in the mirror, see that it's not everyone else, but start with the woman in the mirror and uh, actually go to your children, humble yourself. And um, even if you had to apologize, can you walk us through a moment of that? Sure. A lot of times I say um, when it comes to our children, when we're broken ourselves, we're not ready to talk about things. So our children may come to us. We have to watch our words and what we say and how we say things. They may have had a bad day at school and they'll come to you and say, Mama, can I talk to you? But because we're having a bad day, mm-hmm. we begin to yell at our children and say, yeah. we don't want to talk at this moment. Go sit down or whatever. But see, at that moment, we don't know what our children wanted to say and we don't know what they're going through. But because of the yelling mm-hmm. and the frustration that they have seen on you, now they're not going to talk about what they wanted to talk about and it may be something really important, but it may be three, four months, maybe even a year before they're able to talk to you about what it was. So what it does is we end up, our children won't come to us and talk to us because I don't want to talk to mommy because mommy's going to yell or Mm. daddy's going to yell at me if I try to talk to them about something or they're always angry. So it pushes our children back. Now we don't push them in a place where they're in a corner because they can't talk to us. So when we hear that they've talking to somebody else about it, the first thing we say is, why didn't she come to me and talk about that not knowing that you have pushed that child away so we have to get to a place of learning how do I figure this out how do I do this without pushing my child away even when I'm frustrated and angry and tired myself and a lot of times we can use situations as to well mommy's tired at this time can mommy just lay down just for 30 minutes? Mm-hmm. I've been at work all day. I'm tired and I promise I'll speak with you. Just give me 30 minutes. Wow. And they'll wait and they'll come right back for that 30 minutes and talk about what they need to talk about. So when we give them that time, that gives them a sense of, okay, mommy just wants to rest for a minute, but I can talk to mommy when she's rested for 30 minutes versus pushing them away and yelling and putting them back in a corner where they don't want to yeah. speak at all. My God. Amen. Amen. So um, were you, did you raise your children as a single parent? Uh, In the beginning. Well, my husband, uh, I met him when they were really, really young. My youngest was like three years old. So they were really, really young when we met. So, yes. And I can say at that time, me and my husband, we weren't married at that time. We weren't dating. I was broken. He was broken. He couldn't help me and I couldn't help him. We was just walking around as akin to a fire. My God. Wow. So in your book, um, you have a chapter called Daddyless Daughter. Can you tell us more about that chapter and how it relates to your life? Well, Daddyless Daughter is about me being uh, a daughter without a father. Mm-hmm. There were times I seen my father come to the home when I was young and my mother used to tell him, do you have any money? My father would say no and she would tell him, until you have money, don't come back and shut the door. So, but I've seen that happened for years with my father and my mother so I've learned through that as a young mother to tell my sons if you don't have any money to take care of your children spend quality time because it's Mm -hmm. better than any amount of money I've learned that from what I saw but one thing I've uh, learned not having a father at that time I wanted my father so bad I wanted the love of my father and a lot of times when our father is not there as young women we begin to look for love in all the wrong places so not having my father I became promiscuous along the way 
thing about me. I'm very transparent about my life. I'm not ashamed. I became promiscuous along the way because I wanted the love of my father. So whatever boy said I was cute or whatever they said, here we were laying in the bed. Mm. Because I didn't know what love was and I was searching for love. But I had gotten to a place of I'm going to find my father. So I began to look for my father at the age of 15 and I found him. And God gave me 14 months with my father before he died from cancer. Wow. My God. And all this is in the book. We can find this. Wow. Wow. Talk about a God of reconciliation. Um, So even with the book, um, we wanted to go ahead and start talking about who inspires you the most. What made you um, go ahead and say, you know what, it's time for me to um, really surrender my life to the Lord, pick up my cross, fulfill your assignments and just go for it. Wow. <laughs> What really inspired me to do what you all of that you just said was me being a place of one foot in the world and one foot out of the world. Mm. I was living for God and man, and I couldn't live both ways. Either one is hot or cold. Mm. So me being in that place, I began to get to a place of like, Lord, I have to surrender my all to you. But I was saying this prayer, but at the same time, still doing what I wanted to do. But what I had to learn through the process is salvation comes with a change. Mm. We don't get to keep doing everything that we want to do and say we serve God. Mm. So in the midst of being in Christ and one foot in the world and one foot out of the world, all kind of things began to happen in my home. There was no covering anymore. Mm. Because I was the one that was praying to God, not my husband, because he wasn't saved. So there wasn't no covering anymore because I wasn't praying like I was anymore. I wasn't reading his word anymore. I was doing what I wanted to do. And everything began to happen in my home with my children, my husband, myself. It was it wrecked havoc in the home. And I had to get to a place of saying, Lord, I just crying out to God and say, I surrender my all to you, Lord. Because I had to tell God the sin that I'm in is I, has no love greater for what I have for wow. my family. So Amen. I had to get back in Christ Jesus and get to a place of surrender and give my all to him and begin to live for God and who he had called me to be in him. Wow. Amen. Amen. That is a very powerful, powerful um, place. You all, you have to grab her book. That is a very powerful um, statement that you made. So uh, what would you say is your biggest achievement to date um, with the Helping Healing Heart Ministries and non-for-profit organization? The biggest thing, uh, achievement right now, believe it or not, the biggest achievement with this is meeting the women that God has placed in my life. Amen. Being able to speak to those women and redirect them to the word of God and who God is and showing them the love of God and what God can do when you're broken and how he can heal you. I remember being in a place of not loving my own self. Mm, yeah. And I remember Amen. standing in front of the mirror. That was an achievement for me, myself, just to begin to love myself. Wow. I remember standing in the mirror one day and just crying so hard. And the louder I cried, I began to call out my own name, Taryn. I love you, Taryn. I love you. The more I cried, the more wow. I called out my name. And I cried like a little baby. My but God. I began to notice and realize I can hear myself. And what I've learned that day to love me was nobody's voice speaks louder than mine's when I'm standing in the mirror and speaking to myself. Wow. And I began to love me that day. Amen. Starting with the woman in the mirror. Amen. Um, That's very powerful. 
I have another question in here that says, what would you say is your biggest achievement today that was for ministry and yourself? What about as a mom and a wife? As a mother, the biggest achievement was to write the book, but more than anything, the biggest thing was to see God heal me and my children. Amen. That was a task within itself. I remember the times that I tried to do it myself. I couldn't do it. It would always be a flop Mm. or it didn't go the way I thought it would go. But when I began to get to a place in God to get ready to write the book and I was like, Lord, I can't write this book until my children are healed or it would be a lie. So I did not finish that book until God healed me and my children. Wow. But I had to get to that place. I remember going to a a counseling with a 34-year-old son. A lot of times we're with our children and what we don't understand, they're hurting. So they may be 35 or 40 years old, but there are some 10 and 12-year-old little boys and girls on the inside of them that need healing that's fighting to get out. And it's hard because they don't understand. They don't know what to do. And as we continue to trust in God, when I began to give it to God, that's when the healing process started. That's when my children began to receive from me. I began to fast. The word of God teaches us that some things are gonna only going to come through fasting and prayer. Mm. And I got to that place of fasting and prayer to get the healing that I needed wow. for me and my children because I c- couldn't continue trying to do it on my own. Wow. Well, praise God. Taryn is not only a uh, mother, she's a wife, not only a wife, she's a ministry leader. She's 501c3 founder, and you're also a life coach. Can you tell us more about life coaching? Life coaching is great. Um, You speak to people and you know, talk a lot of times they teach you that uh, you're not supposed to talk about anything about yourself. But those that are in Christ that are life coach, sometimes we have to let them know our story just a little bit to keep them going. We need them to trust us to know that I understand how you feel or where you are, where you've been. But life coaching is great. I thank God for it, uh, helping women. I've did a couple, did two couples. It's been wonderful. Amen. What's the name of your life coaching um, Renewed and Restored Life Coaching. Amen. Where did that name um, stem from? For me, <laughs> I began to think about myself being restored and renewed. Amen. Amen. Because when you in Christ, all things become new. I love it. I love it. If you, uh, do you have, let's go into your uh, events that you had in the past. What did that look like? Um, How did you know that God called you to this? And this is just to encourage someone out there that has went through hurting and they're, they're on their way to healing. And now they want to know, God, what's next for me? What is my purpose? What's the plans that you have for me? So how does that look with the events that you have put on through um, your ministry, helping Hurting Hearts Ministry and uh, any non-for-profit events in the past? Well, the first thing I do is pray and ask God, what shall I do? And the events that I've had in the past has been phenomenal thanks to God, who's the healer restorer of it all. And the testimonies that comes back are so amazing to hear, you know, that God has healed someone, that we've been restored. Even with the book, I hear people say that um, 
their children and them has a relationship that they've never had before. So those past events has been great. It's been for women to heal. A lot of times we can't talk to other people. It's eventful to be able to go out and speak to one another and just pray for one another. Amen. Amen. So um, I have attended a few of Taryn's events and I could say that they are very life changing and impactful. Um, with ministry nowadays, you know, there's a lot of things going on. There's um, something that I call ministry, me with the M-E, where people are just doing it for self-gratification. I can honestly say when you come to Terrence events, um, when you come the atmosphere is already conducive for healing. Uh, God has anointed her with the healing anointing. And sometimes when we hear healing anointing, we think of physical uh illnesses. We think of someone limping and now they're walking straight. We think of them being healed from all different kinds of diseases. But sometimes we have to get to the healing that's in the heart. Because um, I can say through research through research and seeing um, that someone, uh, the psychologist, they did a poll, they did a, a survey. The hearts of unforgiveness, the, the things that hold the, the, the pain that's held in the heart, can lead and open the door to physical illnesses. So Taryn is at the, it's almost like doing the work of a spiritual doctor, if I can say. So I thank God for this ministry. And I am also a, um, you know, I've also been blessed by your ministry. I can, I can uh, remember times I got ready to talk to my daughter if she did something um, outside of our rules. And I began to yell and I would hear Taryn and my voice saying, um, so, you know, when you just get to yelling at your children, they begin to feel like they don't have a voice. And um, next time they want to come to you, they won't. I'm like, oh, Lord, let me go fix this. <laughs> So I would go back and I would apologize for yelling, but it's what I said is still bond. So it's not what you say is how you say it is what your ministry has taught me. So I bless God for that. Um, so we can go ahead and talk about um, any future events that you may have. And also not just any future events that you're having, but do you have any idea of any events that you may have in the future, what that looks like for you? Well, the event that's getting ready to come up now, May 21st from 1130 to 2.30 is the Sexual Assault Survivors Women Conference. And it's for those that have survived, that are survivors of what everything that they've been through in life, whether it's sexual assault, abuse or whatever, mentally, whatever it's been. So we just trust in God for everything that we've been through. One thing I've learned with us as women as we come into events, you know, we're coming through the door and we're coming with a hurt, a hang up and a habit. Mm. And I'm hurting because I've been through so much in my life and the hang up is I'm not ready to forgive those that hurt me. And then we begin to start with habits. That's how habits are formed from hurt, a hang up and a habit. And we begin wow. to use drugs and alcohols and things like that. So I call it the three H's of life, hurt, a hang up and a habit. But I thank God for the heal, his healing power at the uh, events that he does, the restoration over the women. Not only do we want to be restored, we want to be made whole all over again. My God. So if you can do anything, um, if you could say anything to encourage the listeners out there, someone that is um, has a hurting heart 
heart right now and they don't know where to turn to. If you can encourage any of the listeners right now, what would you tell them? Whether it's a mother that's going through, whether it's a daughter that's going through, whether it's a son that's going through, even grandchildren. I know that you are an active grandmother and I admire that about you. That is my dream one day in the far future because, you know, I have a toddler. So (laughs) that's one of my dreams. So you are definitely an inspiration and um, an encourager. Uh, Would you say that you're a self-motivator as well? Yes. Amen. (laughs) You have to know how to encourage yourself in the Lord because life gets heavy. It really does get heavy. But, you know, there's a scripture that tells us that you will suffer in the world or you can suffer with God. With God, there is always hope. There's always hope. But when you suffer in the world, there's no hope. There's no um, nothing you can look forward to to tomorrow. You'll want to give up and give in. Um, Not that we're not tempted by the same, you know, feelings and the same um, temptations. But with God, as we spoke earlier, he will carry you. He'll carry you even when you feel like you can't go. He'll encourage you and push you out there to keep going. So um, if you can encourage, encourage the listeners out there today, whether it's a mother, a father, a sister, a brother, um, whether it's a daughter, a son, a grandchildren, what would your words be for them on today? Well, the first thing I'll do is just say to pray and trust God through the process. God's promises are yes and amen, and they shall come to pass. But in the midst of the promise, we have to trust God through the process. It's not going to be easy, but if we just give it to Him, a lot of times when it comes to our children, we don't understand why they do what they do or what they say what they say, but we have to trust in Him. A lot of times, my prayer for my children and grandchildren is that God interrupt and intervene everything that's Mm. not like, that their plans, that's not His plans. And when we pray that prayer, prayer for God to intervene and interrupt, we don't know what God is going to allow to get their attention. So we have to also pray for strength along the way. But anybody that's out there and you're dealing with a situation with your children, you have to pray and just trust God because it's not going to be easy. A lot of times our children can't talk to us. We don't know what what they're going through, what their heart is feeling What's in their mind we don't understand and we have to get to a place of trying to talk to our children give them that freedom that free space to be able to speak it's okay to a lot of times we're being taught if we go to counseling that we're looking like we're crazy mm. and we've heard that for so many years wow. but I, I've learned it's okay to be saved and get counseling at the same time because God is a healer, he is a restorer of his people, no matter where we are and who we're talking to. God can do anything but fail. So continue to just trust in him through the process and his promise, because it is yes and amen, and it shall come to pass. Amen, amen, powerful. Oh my God, that is so powerful. So I had a question for you. Um, Do you uh, still feel any Does the enemy try to bring any shame or guilt back to you from things in the past of your parenthood or anything in your past from being a ministry leader or just you as a child of God? Because I want to encourage the listeners that um, every day won't feel like won't feel like, you know, you're walking on a 
cloud nine, as I, you know, as people say. But what are those days that you may feel like you're pressing for a blessing and the enemy tries to bring shame and tries to bring guilt into your life? What are some of the things that you're able to uh, war in the spirit? Um, if you can encourage the listeners on that. One thing I remember, that's so true because uh, even with my children, with the healing process, when even when it was over, everything that we had been through, uh, one of my children, sometimes I felt like he would use it to throw in my face to make me feel guilty when he was going through some things. And sometimes wow. I used to feel bad even when I wrote the book and everything, when everything was over, I used to feel bad sometimes. But then I began to just begin to pray and say, you know what, Lord, we did what we had to do for the healing and I'm in a place of, t- I told him before, if you didn't get your healing like you should have, then maybe you need to go back for the healing, that, for the counseling that you need. Because I've did it my way and I did it God's way. Wow. And there is no other way to do. So I battled with that for a while, but now I'm in a place of just trusting God. I've done it the way I was supposed to do it mm-hmm. and it's been done and I can't worry about that anymore. So I have to keep going. So a lot of times the enemy will try to bring shame to you and come back in your mind. And that's when I say, Lord, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to be who you've called me to be. I'm going to talk to who you say speak to. Because one thing I've learned, God is in control of my life and not man. Amen. And God can do anything but fail. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's our provider. Amen. He's our beginning and our end. So I just thank God for who he is. And I have to keep going and keep encouraging people. One thing I've learned, if I keep encouraging God's people, he's going to take care of my family. Amen. One thing I've learned, he's given me promises concerning some of my children when they were young. So when I see things things rise up, I begin to remind God of his promise that he told me concerning my child. And I trust his word that is going to happen. My God, praise God, praise God. I believe that that is going to encourage a lot of the listeners out there today that, you know, God will not let you be made shame, especially when you trust him and you step out on faith. That was a faith uh, walk that you did. You know, uh, you don't know what it looks like. You tried your way so many times, but now you want to try it God's way. And I bless God for you sharing that on today. Um, In closing, we want you to pray for the parents and just uh send out a special prayer for the parents and the children out there today and we believe that if you come into agreement with this prayer you will see testimonies you will see testimonies but Taryn before you pray I want you to tell the listeners how they can get in contact with you your social media handles um, your website and everything like that and then we're going to close out in prayer and I believe this prayer is going to seal the deal and if anyone out there is encouraged by this testimony you can um, contact her with all of her uh, handles that she's going to release and share your testimony and connect with the woman of God and watch your life never be the same if you can go ahead and share your um, contact information with the listeners the Facebook contact is Taryn T-A-R-E-N Walton W-A-L-T-O-N on Facebook Helping Hurting Hearts Ministries is on Facebook. Helping Hurting Hearts Ministries is also on Instagram. The website is Helping Hurting Hearts Ministry with a Y dot com. Helping Hurting Hearts Ministry dot com. 
and Amen. email Ministry at gmail.com for email. Amen. Amen. And there you can find where you life coach. You can find your latest events. The book is on the website. You can contact her for the book as well. The book will change your life. I remember reading the book and weeping. So now we're going to go ahead and transition into the prayer. I need you all to uh, be um, have a meeting of the minds and be on one accord with this prayer because this prayer is going to shake the nation. You will have a testimony if you agree with the woman of God on today. Taryn, can you please pray for the parents out there, for the children out there, for the grandparents out there, um, whether they have one parent, whether they're in a two-parent household, whether you are an orphan, whether you have an infant, or whether you are in foster care, or you're a foster care parent. Maybe you're a spiritual parent that didn't do, uh, that mishandled or have been mishandled. This prayer is for you. Uh, we're going to go ahead and pray against a Abandonment. We're going to pray against rejection and we're going to just dive into this prayer um, and we pray that it is a blessing to you and your household. How about we pray for the generation on today? This prayer is going to, my God, eradicate some ge- some negative generational bloodline behaviors on today. So get ready. Taryn Walton, we thank you so much for being here. If you can go ahead and close us out in prayer. Father God, we thank you this evening and we give you glory, oh God. Father God, we ask that you go into the homes of your children. We pray for a generation, oh God. God. Lord, we lift the parents up to you, oh God. Lord, as we speak first, we ask for salvation, oh God. God. We thank you, oh God, and we ask for healing in the homes because healing is your portion, oh God. God. Lord, as we lift our children up to you that are dealing with pain of the past that have now manifested into matters of the heart. Father God, we come against rejection the, the neg- neglect that they've experienced, oh God, in the name of Jesus, yes, the abandonment, God. oh God. Father God, for those that are looking for love in all the wrong places because of where they've been, oh God, those that are in foster care, oh God, wherever they may be, Father God, we just pray a hedge protection over our children that you will cover them from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet. Father God, we give our children to you, oh God, because they are generational curse breakers and transitional leaders, oh God. You have called yes, them to God. be who you say they are, oh God, whether you say they are preachers, teachers, apostles, whoever you say they are, oh God, we lift them up to you, oh God, in the yes. name of Jesus. Lord, we ask that you touch their hearts, that you heal their minds, oh God, in the name of Jesus, the brokenness that they have experienced in life, oh God, whether it's been a two-parent home or a one-parent home, oh God, Lord, give the family, the parents, oh God, the yes, strength, God. the wisdom, the knowledge, the tools that they need to keep going to endure, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you right now that you will shield the eyes of the babies, oh God, for what they see, what they hear, oh God. Lord, that you will cover them, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Our children are suffering, oh God, in the name of Jesus for not having the love, oh God. But Lord, we ask that you send the love into the homes, the agape love, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Your love, oh God. Father God, we come against the enemy, oh God, that he would not enter into the homes, oh God, that you will see 
heal every open door, every open window, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, oh God. We magnify you and we glorify you. Yes. Father God, even when the parents don't know what to do or what to say, when they begin to cry out to you in the midnight hours, when they don't even know where their children are at two and three o'clock in the morning, oh God, we pray a hedge of protection that you will cover them, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Yes. We shield everything, oh God, Lord. We call out everything that's not like you, oh God, that you will operate from the inside out, that you will do surgery with your people, oh God. When they begin to cry out to you in the midnight hours, oh God, that you will hold them in the palm of your hand, that you will wrap your arms around them, oh God. So we thank you, oh God. We thank come against God. every demonic spirit in the in our children, oh God. We cast it down and we send it back to a dark and desert place from which it come and the gates of hell should not prevail over the lives of our children, our families, oh God. Yes. Lord, we speak crop, failure, crop, yes. failure, crop, failure, failure over every seed that the enemy has planted, oh God. My God. But it would be cut down, oh God, in yes, the name of God. Jesus. It will wither and die. It will not grow, oh God. But we My speak God. out the seeds of you, oh God, that you have called them to be and who you say they are, oh God. We thank you, oh God. We magnify your holy yes, name. God. Father God, we come against the the uh, storms of life, oh God, that oh we've God. experienced, oh God, that cause us to do and say the things that we do and say. Father God, we come against imitation of life all over again, learn oh behavior that we experience from our own families, oh God, in the name of Jesus. But we even pray for our parents and our grandparents, what they've been through that caused them to do and say the things that they said and done. But Father God, we thank you right now. We come against sexual assault. We come against abuse in the homes, the psychological abuse the physical abuse oh god the mental abuse we come against it all oh god and we cast it down we thank you oh god that you are a savior oh god over the lives of your people we thank you oh god not only do we want to be restored but we want to be made whole all over yes. again so we thank you oh god we thank you lord that the word teaches us that the fervent prayers of a righteous man avail it must even with everything that we carry you said cast your cares upon you and you will give us rest oh god yes. and lord one thing we've learned through the weight oh God that you are the weight carrier so yes, we thank God. you oh God and we give it all to you oh God Hallelujah. we thank you right now we magnify you we give you glory yes. Lord we seek more of you we seek more of your face more of your glory oh God. God so we thank you today oh God we magnify your Hallelujah. holy name oh God we thank you Lord that Lord we come against bullying in the schools with our yes. children oh God that you will shield everything that's not like you oh God that you will block the wandering mind oh God over the lives of our children and our grandchildren, oh God. We thank yes. you right now. We magnify you. We glorify your holy name. Your name is more powerful than anything, and we put the blood of Jesus over it all, oh God. We call out your name, Jesus, 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 because your name is more powerful than anything, oh God. And one thing we've learned, oh God, you can do anything but fail. Lord, the race is not yes. given to the swift or the strong, but them that endure it until the end, oh God. Yes. And Lord, we're going to run this race, oh God. So we thank you, oh God, yes. that our children and grandchildren are men and women after God's own heart. We thank you, oh God. And we My magnify God. you. We give you glory and honor and praise, Father Hallelujah. God, that you will take the tears of the parents and you will store them in the bottle for somebody else when My they're God. healed, oh God, to be a blessing to those that are hurting, oh God. But Lord, everything on the inside of us, what you have placed on the inside, oh God, that we would use to be a blessing to your people, that you, my God, may get the glory over the lives of your people. So we thank you, oh God, and we glorify your holy name and we honor you today, oh God. You are holy God.
God, a magnificent God, an awesome God, and we give it all to you, oh yes, God. We thank you right now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. My God, my God, my God, amen. And it is so, my God. What a powerful, powerful prayer, Taryn. I thank you again for joining the NIM podcast. I thank you so much for praying for the people of God on today. That is Taryn Walton, guys. Connect with her. My God, that is just a snippet of what God is about to do in the lives of his people through the willing vessel. Taryn Walton with helping hurting hearts ministry and non-for-profit organization until next time y'all keep going